Vincent's Voice Podcast, brought to you by your friends at First City Church of Christ. We meet at Holiday Inn Express, located at 2720 Battery Road in Vincent's, Indiana. You are invited to be our guest at any of our services. Meet Sunday morning at 10 for Bible study and 11 for worship. We also assemble on Sunday afternoon at 3 for worship. On Wednesday evening, we gather for Bible study at 7. To contact us, you can visit our website at First City. Churchofchrist.com or call 317-308-8288. On this podcast, our aim is to speak where the Bible speaks, to be silent where the Bible is silent. The Bible says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So, grab your Bible, some paper and a pen, and join us on this episode of the Vincent's Voice Podcast. Okay, guys, this is episode number two of the Vincent's Voice podcast. We're so glad to have you and welcome you as we go along this episode. We hope that you will pick up a Bible and follow along with us, maybe even jot down some notes as we strive to answer a question from the Bible today. I have my son Trey with me today, and we're glad to have him as we explore the question, is there really only one church according to the Bible? Now, you might remember in episode number one of the Vincent's Voice podcast, we answered the question, is the Church of Christ a denomination? And, of course, the answer was no, and for two reasons, because it doesn't meet the definition of a denomination, and the Church of Christ is not a break-off or a section of any other religious body. Now, in this episode, we want to answer a related question, is there really only one church according to the Bible? It's an interesting but yet very important question, so we urge you to listen and think about what the Bible has to say about this subject. Now, I want to start, Trey, by just kind of giving a brief picture of the current religious world and climate. We don't have the time to dig deep into this, but just let me say that according to one study that I saw, there are over 45,000 different denominations or religious bodies in the world. Now, that might sound impossible, but in essence, that really is true. Now, mind you, each one of these different denominations are teaching something either slightly or drastically different, and their their practices are different as well. Yet, we are told that even though there's 45,000 different denominations that are teaching things different or practicing things different, that we're all serving the same God and that we're all headed in the same direction and that we're all acceptable and pleasing to God. And that, that simply is not true. Now, to kind of drive this point home, sometimes when you go into a new city or a town or maybe you're reading a local newspaper, 
you might see the declaration worship at the church of your choice. Maybe you listeners have seen that or read that before in your experience. Now, Trey, when you hear that phrase or that sentence, worship at the church of your choice, does that insinuate anything to you, that statement? What do you think about that statement? makes me think that you can go to any church that you want, but you're still going to be pleasing to God. But as we know, that's not true. Okay, so so what you're saying is that insinuates that there's more more than one church. Uh, uh, that statement, worship at the church of your choice. So we were talking earlier about some examples that maybe we could use to illustrate the point that when somebody says worship at the church of your choice, that intimates that there are there are more, uh, there is more than one church um, in a city or in a state or whatever the case may be. Let's ask some parallel questions. So Trey, when you go to a restaurant and you sit down, the first thing they're probably going to ask you is what? What would you like to drink? Okay, they'll say, what would you like to drink? And so the insinuation then is that they have more than one drink to choose from, right? Now, if, if they just had water to drink, they wouldn't ask you, what would you like to drink? Because they just have one choice of beverage, which would be water. Or somebody may ask you, what kind of music would you like to listen to? And again, that insinuates what? More, one type, more than one type of music. Yeah, there's more than one type of music. Somebody may like country. Somebody else may like what? Rap. They might like rap music. I don't, but there may be somebody who does. There, there's bluegrass. There's all kind of genres of music. So when I ask the question, uh, what kind of music do you like to listen to? That insinuates that there are multiple kinds of music. And, of course, there are multiple kinds of music. And, of course, there are multiple kinds of drinks to select from. But when somebody says worship at the church of your choice, that also insinuates there are multiple churches to choose from, although the Bible does not teach that there are multiple churches. In fact, it teaches that there is one. I will see that here in just a few moments. Now, before we get into that matter, I want to say a couple of things about some passages that are misused in trying to answer this question. One of those is John 15, verses 1 through 8. And while I will not read, Trey, all of those verses, what this passage is teaching is about Jesus being divine and and, and the branches. Some teach that, of course, Jesus is the vine. That's very clear that the branches are different denominations. Now, what we need to do is to read some part of this passage and determine whether or not we're talking about groups of individuals or groups or whether or not the branches are individuals. Now, if we really focus in on verses 5 and 6, of John 15, I think that will answer our question. So what do those verses say? It reads, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Okay, very good. So, there are some words that are very important there. Actually, the words are he and him there in John 15, 5, and 6. So who is a he, Trey? Is a he a lot of different people, or is a he one individual? It's one individual. It's one individual. And a him also is not multiple people. It's what? 
one it's individual. one individual. So in John 15, one through eight, when Jesus is the vine and his relationship to the branches is being spoken about, the branches are not denominations. They're not different religious bodies, they're not groups of people at all. They're simply talking about individuals. I'm a branch, Trey, you are a branch, and you as an individual listener, you are a branch too. We need to be attached to the vine, which of course is Christ. Now, another thing we want to bring up quickly before we move on into the fact that the Bible teaches that there is one church is the way that the Bible uses the word church. For instance, Trey, in Romans 16 and verse 16, it refers to the churches of Christ uh, saluting you and greeting you. Now, the fact that that is plural to some people means that there are multiple churches that the Bible speaks of. How would you handle that? What is he? What is Paul writing about there in Romans 16? It's not talking about different types of church. It's the same church, but collectively in the area of Rome where he was teaching, all together saluting to those. Okay, so what you're what you're saying is is that there were different local churches in the area of Rome, and of course we live in Indiana. And First City Church of Christ is a local church of Christ in Vincennes, but there are different local churches all across the state of Indiana or whatever state you may be in. So in one way, the Bible uses the word church or churches in this case in the local sense. It's the only way you can refer to a group of local churches in a given area. Now, the other way that the Bible uses the word church other than locally, there's only one other way. And that's universally. And the best place to find that is in the book of Acts 2 and verse 47, where here we, of course, are on the day of Pentecost, and about 3,000 folks were baptized. And in the subsequent days, the following days, others were being baptized. And Acts 2.47 tells us what was being done with these individuals. So, Trey, what was being done with them? They were being added to the church daily. Okay, so they were being added to the church. And there you can see that the word church there is being used universal, universally. So if somebody today is baptized in Vincennes, the Lord adds them to the church, the one that we're going to be speaking about here in a few moments. Just because they're baptized in Vincennes, by the way, doesn't mean they automatically become identified with a local church in Vincennes, but the Lord adds them to the church. Now, if somebody across the globe in China today is baptized, what does the Lord do with them? Adds them to the church. Yeah, adds them to the church universal. If somebody is baptized in Alaska, what does the Lord do with them today? Adds them to the church. Adds them to the church. And so that word church there in Acts 2.47 is used in the universal sense. So just to to sum up here in this in this point, John 15, the word, the branches are not denominations, they are individuals. And the word church is used in two different ways in the Bible, used in a local sense, like in Romans 16, and other places that we could uh, locate, but also universally, like in Acts 2 and verse 47. Now, let's move on to the main question of, the, of this episode. Is there really only one church according to the Bible? And in fact, the Bible does teach there is only one church. And there are several verses that we need to make a note of in order to see that this is true. And so we're going to have Trey read some verses for us 
First off, I want Trey to read Ephesians 4, 4, and that'd be a good verse for us. The verse reads, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. Okay, now, in a few minutes, we're going to come back to Ephesians 4 and read all the way down through verse number 6. But the thing we want to notice there in Ephesians 4, 4, the very first one that Trey read is there's one body. So what is the body? And you, you, if you've heard me preach or heard me teach or any number of other folks as well, the best commentary that you ever find is the Bible. Let the Bible be its own best commentary. And the Bible com- comments on what the body is. And there are two places. One of them is in Ephesians 1, 22, and 23. All right, so Trey, what does those verses say? And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills in all. Okay, so you see that phrase, uh, the body, which is his what? Church. The body, which is his church. And so the body there is identified as the church. You can see the same thing in Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 18. It says, he is the head of the body, the church. He was the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Again, that's Colossians 1 and verse number 18. So when we put these verses together through a little study, Ephesians 4, 4 says there's one body. The body is identified as the church in Ephesians 1 and Colossians 1. So Trey, let's put this all together now. If there's one body and the body is identified as the church, then how many churches are there? There's one. There's just one. Okay, and there's no way else to say that except what the Bible says there's one body and the body is the church. Now, there are a couple of other verses that we're going to quickly mention because we mentioned them in our first episode of this podcast. Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, I will build my what? Sorry, I will build my church. church, singular. He didn't say anything about churches. I will build my church. And we also learn from Acts 20 and verse 28 that the church, singular, was purchased with his own blood. Jesus, when he died, did not die to purchase multiple churches. He died to purchase one church, his church, the one that he promised to build there in the book of Matthew chapter 16. Now, I think it stands to reason there are a lot of people in the world, religious world, but probably the world in general as well, that have a hard time accepting the statement that the Bible teaches there's only one church. And I suppose to some extent, I can understand that when we live in a world that has so many choices with so many different other things. We've talked about music today. We've talked about drinking today. Uh, Coke, I like Coke. Somebody may like Pepsi. Somebody may like lemonade. There's so many choices. Uh, So I can see where somebody may have a difficult time believing that the Bible teaches there's only one church, but in fact it does. Now, the best place to go to really see that is back to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. We're going to have Trey read through those, and I'll stop him here as we go through here uh, momentarily. Uh, remember, it starts with in Ephesians 4, 4, there's one body. Okay, so let's move on through those verses, Trey. Keep on reading, and when I say stop, we'll just go ahead and say stop. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> 
There is one body and one spirit. Okay, let's stop right there. Now, if you're reading along with us in Ephesians 4, verse 4, probably the word spirit is capitalized. And in this case, it is properly properly capitalized because it's a reference to who, Dre? The Holy Spirit of God. Now, those who have an issue with me saying the Bible teaches there's only one church surely would also have an issue if I said I believe in multiple Holy Spirits. In fact, I believe there's 45,000 different Holy Spirits. I think somebody may have an issue with that. Yet the Bible clearly says there's how many spirits? There's just one. Okay, keep on reading. What else do we have there? Just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord. Okay, let's stop right there. So now we've talked about the Holy Spirit. Now it says one Lord. This has a reference to who, Trey? Jesus. Okay, Jesus the Christ. All members of the Godhead, by the way, are mentioned here in this series of seven ones. And now we come to Jesus. Would any of the listeners have a problem, Trey, do you think, if I said, I don't believe there's just one Jesus. I believe there's 45,000 different Jesuses. Do you think anybody listening today would have an issue with that? Absolutely. I think they would as well. Yet it says there's one Lord and there's one spirit, just like it says there's one body. Okay, let's keep on reading. One faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and all you. Okay, very good. So the last one that mentions, of course, is God. So we've talked about the Holy Spirit. We've talked about Jesus. Now it says there's one God. I think there would be a quite a bit of frustration on the part of the listeners if I got on here and said uh, that I believe there are 45,000 different gods. You can believe in this God. I'll believe in that God. And this guy over here, he can believe in that God. I think there would be a lot of issues, Trey, wouldn't there be, if I said there are 45,000 different gods that are acceptable? And, of course, that's not true. So the reason that we bring all this up is Nobody has any trouble accepting. Most people don't have trouble accepting there's one God. Most people don't have trouble accepting there's one Jesus or one Lord. And most people don't have any problem at all accepting that there's one spirit. But in the same context, it clearly says there's one body, which we read from Ephesians 1 and Colossians 1, that there is one church. So one means what, Trey? One means one. 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 Somebody asked how long it a long time ago, how many is one? Okay, and this is how many one is. It's one more than zero and one less than two. That's what it is. That's how many one is. And so if there's one God, one Jesus, one spirit, then there's one body, which is identified as the church. And so Trey, as we begin to wrap things up, our responsibility then is to be busy reading the Bible and studying the Bible as it calls upon us to do, to meditate upon the things that we read, to find and locate the one true church that the Bible speaks of. Now, in future episodes, I hope to be able to do what I would like to refer to as identifying the different markers of the one true church. And a good way to look at that is what is referred to as an APB. Okay, what is an APB, Trey? Tell us about that. All points bulletin. Okay, all points bulletin. And what is that? It describes either a perpetrator or something. So, in instance, let's say somebody robbed your local store 
and someone got to look at him. When the police come, they're going to ask, what did he look like, and different things like that. They're going to say, well, he had, maybe they saw their eyes. He has blue eyes. He has a red shirt on, and maybe they saw a tattoo on his forearm. Those are all describing things of him, and they're going to put it on an all-points bulletin when they send it out so that everyone knows what to look for to find this person. Okay, and... Yeah, so we've probably all heard one of those before on the radio or maybe on the TV. Beyond, beyond the lookout, Bolo is another thing that you hear uh, police language. Beyond the lookout for this guy, and as, as Trey said, he has blue eyes and all these other things. So one one day in a future episode, we'll put out an APB for the One True Church. There are several different markers of the One True Church. And so for a church to be the church of the Bible, it has to meet all these markers or these points on this bulletin that we are speaking of today. So as we wrap things up now, the question was, is there really only one church according to the Bible? And the answer has to be what? The answer has to be yes, based upon the verses that we have read. And it's yes, despite the fact that there are thousands of different denominations the answer is yes, despite the fact that many people have trouble believing that there is only one church. The answer simply is yes, because the Bible says it is so. And so we really appreciate you listening to this episode of the Vincent's Voice podcast. We appreciate Trey being with us today and the good information that he added. We welcome all comments and questions. If you have a comment about this episode or a question about this episode, we surely want you to get in contact with us so that we can answer those questions. We hope that you will subscribe to this podcast, that you can be made aware when any future episodes are ready for listening. And as we always like to say, if you have a topic that you would like for us to cover, maybe it's a book of the Bible, maybe it's a verse, some sort of Bible question, please get in touch with us and we will do our best to answer that question or to, to get an episode ready on that question that you may have. So please do not hesitate to let us know those things. In the meantime, may we all be living a life that's pleasing to God in accordance with his word. We hope that you have a great day. Lord, I lift your name on Thank you for listening to this episode of the Vincent's Voice Podcast. Ensure you receive the most up-to-date episodes. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. If you have any questions or would like to suggest a topic for future episodes, you can contact us at firstcitychurchofchrist.com or by calling 317-308-8288. If you are in the Vincent's Indiana area, we hope you will visit with us at First City Church of Christ. We meet on Sundays at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 3 p.m., and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope this episode has been beneficial to you and has brought glory to God. Always remember, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3 and verse 17. Until next time, may God be with you and bless you in all the good you do. Goodbye.